You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello, and welcome to your fortnightly slice of something extra. It's Little Diva Energy, your little between-me main meal snack. A healthy hummus and carrot sticks of Divadum. A camp amuse-bouche. Absolument. Maybe a hobnob. I lo- fucking love chocolate hobnobs. Are you eating chocolate hobnobs between courses? Yeah, that's why I've got gestational diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. There it is. Is that what you told the nurse? No, I told her I lived off seeds. Um, hello, everybody. How have you been doing? Um, we've. Do you know what? I, as I asked you that that question and realised you couldn't respond, I was about to chastise you again for not getting in touch enough. And I thought, do you know what? They've actually been really good this month. They have. <laughs> they have. They've been much. More, they've been piping up loads. Which oh, is, good. Which is lovely. And it's lovely to hear from you. So keep it up. Come on. Mummy's happy. Mummy's pleased. Bit of carrot, not the stick. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it, it's been um, it's been actually quite a busy old month in the Divadom. Has indeed. As I look over my notes, I'm like, whoa, that happened. So we're going to get into it, obviously. Uh, first off, let's deal with some of the lovely feedback from the, the amazing Isabel Rogers. Did you know she's quite good at swimming? I had heard something <laughs> like that. <laughs> she makes me die i find her so funny she is so effortlessly funny effortlessly funny that's what it is isn't it yeah i I say effortless i don't know if she knows how funny she's being half the time (laughs) we'll have to ask her honestly we were in stitches and it was lovely to have her here as well it was really nice one of the last nice days we had before autumn i love autumn you know but last out in the garden days we had didn't we with Mm. this spell which was really nice warm days warm days had a meze outside oh lovely um, <laughs> have a hobnob in between yeah I did yeah um, Isabel's act um, she's gigging a lot more actually around Brighton South South and London good um, so get on Isabel Rodge and follow her because and, and, her, her, she's an amazing guitar player and uh, the songs that she writes uh, the character songs are really funny and she's just a very very interesting uh, satirical songwriter and swimmer and swimmer proficient and, <laughs> more than proficient more than proficient. Two things I don't think you can say about Elizabeth Taylor. I don't think she's a great satirist or swimmer. <laughs> um, Good horse rider, though. She can ride a horse. She can ride a That's horse. more than I can say. Can you, can you not ride horses? I have been thrown from a horse, and I have been bitten by a horse. And now, I will not go near a horse. You are the... I'm once bitten, very much twice <laughs> shy. You're the house, the horse shouter. <clears throat> no, I, don't, I, want, I want anything to do with them. <laughs> Horse Whisperer was like huge. No, Sam Neill, I think, was in the film. Oh, was he? Yeah. It came out around that time when people were doing sort of slightly hallmarky, yeah, um, but like generally for some reason taken seriously films about um, gentle men with animals. Yes. Fly Away Home was the other one. Oh, was Sam Neill in that as well? No, I think that was Jeff Bridges. Right, yeah. Or maybe Jeff Daniels. I can use those Jeffs. I confuse those Jeffs. Write in if you confuse those Jeffs. <laughs> Which Jeffs can you keep straight in your head? Jeff Lynn? <laughs> That's one I can always spot. Yep. Um, 
Jeff Lynn's fairly obvious because he's always wearing sunglasses and a bucket hat these days. Yeah, I can't think of any other Jeffs apart from my actual father. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't we go to get some reportage from the streets, the mean streets of uh, New Cross? Let's head on over to see what Rich and Rich and Chris have got to say. I think we'll go. I'm, oh, I'm getting intel that yeah, Chris, Chris has got a coincidence for us. Spooky, spooky coincidence. What a coincidence! Oh, hi guys, it's me. Um, I hope you can hear me over all the noise in your flat. Um, Anyway, I was listening to your uh, last episode about Lizzie Taylor, and it reminded me that I have a genuine coincidence to report, because obviously one of her um, biggest hits was Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And when I did my AS-level drama uh, exam, we also did a performance of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Genuine coincidence. And um, I obviously was cast um, as the young, sporty American jock student. I think his name is Nick, who uh, sort of has a sort of saucy moment with the, um, the Elizabeth Taylor character, I think is called Martha. Uh, who was uh, played by my friend Hannah, who was obviously the same age as me and from Cumbria. Um, But all in all, um, you know, it was a great production. Uh, It was quite minimal. It was about four hours long. But we got a really great, I think we got a B. So, you know, all's well that ends well. Later that year, uh, I played a grieving dad whose child was the victim of a high school massacre. So it was a really varied um, acting career for me, which, uh, sadly, I had to give up shortly after uh, because I was too shit. But um, thanks very much. I hope you're well and um, speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. What a coincidence. Spoopy, spoopy. Halloween is over. This, this level of spookiness from Chris is... It's just, it's just all year round. He is Mystic Mag. He's so spooky. Let's see. Let's see what his husband has to say. Let's go on over and see what what's got but stuck in Rich's craw this month. People are just going to start thinking that you've renamed that segment Rich's craw. Yeah, I don't. And Rich has had nothing to do with this. She's not been consulted. No, she hasn't been consulted. Rich's bitch, ladies and gentlemen. Rich's bitch. Hiya, a pulse for the uh, audio quality. I know normally you expect crystal clear sound from me, but I'm actually currently in London Zoo uh, with a couple of fabulous drag queens, quote, working. So it's what it is. It is what it is, kids. Um, I'm actually going to take an opportunity here because I know they've already recorded the main podcast and they're just going to slot me in, which means they can't contradict me. So happy birthday, Morgs. 39 has never looked so good. Um, and just a quick reminder to everybody that the Spice Girls are the greatest girl band the UK has ever produced, while Girls Aloud are the British girl band with the strongest musical back catalogue. Ha, 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 ha. i got to go. Cheryl Holland Taser falling over in some leaves. At the time of recording, we do not know what Chris or Rich have said, so if they've called us names and <laughs> generally defamed us, I cannot defend myself. Uh, I will listen... I will listen with the nation. <laughs> watch it go out live. Yeah, watch it go out live and live tweet my response. Fantastic. Well, I think it's high time that we've talked about the fortnight in Diva. The month in Diva. I think it's high time that we talk about the month in Diva. Month in Diva! How many 
months have we been doing this now? Thousands. It's just blown your mind, doesn't it? A little bit. Okay. Right. Um, dearest Diva aficionados, um, you will be able to hear some thumping in the background. Our upstairs neighbours don't believe in sending their children to school and um, or sending them to bed, uh, as we learned in half term. So they are not at school uh, on this Thursday when we record it. <laughs> and um, you will be able to hear them. And we're really sorry. Them and their friends. And they've got some friends over as well. It's lovely and really ideal. Um, so, yeah, we'll maybe put on like a sort of comedy sound effect. Uh, to mask the sound of my screams. Hey, waka waka! Ah, waka waka waka! So, uh, moving on to more pleasant things. The month in Diva. Madge. Oh, yeah. Rumour going around she had her hip done. Um, she, she had a fall? Not that she had a fall, that she's had her hip done. Because, oh. you know, she's been having issues... With her leg. With her, her leg. Um, I say leg like that because... Um, Ruthie Henschel on the original Miss Saigon DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of Ed Burnside, deep friend of the pod, Ed Burnside's um, observations. There's a bit where um, you can hear something happens to Ruthie off, off stage and you just hear her go, my leg! <laughs> and then <laughs> everyone sort of runs and goes, it's Ruthie, it's Ruthie, my leg. Uh, yeah, anyway. What happened to her? I fell down or something. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, rumour going around, Madge had a hip done. Uh, because she was spotted out and about a Vecca cane. Uh, but she, I thought it was just an affectation. Well, she did used to sport a cane in the sort of uh, music era as well. But that was, I think, yeah, that was an affectation. This one might be more um, medicinal. Or for striking dancers. Absolutely. Striking them out of her path. Striking them across the back of the legs. Uh, she released Madame X on a very obscure and hard to get platform. <laughs> it's in the sky, isn't it? No, we haven't haven't watched it. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't like that album. I don't like it. Sorry. And we have not, we haven't put, Succession came back. Haven't we watched all of that? I'm not watching Madonna do an album I don't like very much. So just the whole album from start to finish? In order? I think she's probably, you know what? This is really bad. We will watch it. Maybe we'll make it Diva Film Club. Oh God. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, Madge, she's also, she was on the cover of Rolling Stone talking about um, Maluma. Uh, it was the artists on artists section. So she's been, she's been busy. She's been out and about looking great. Um, yeah, so she's been busy. She's been busy. busy. As have other divas. <laughs> now, at the beginning of the month, there was a genuine attack on one of our beloveds. Yeah. Shakira was attacked by two wild boars in Barcelona. Unbelievable. Now, this is, as a headline goes, just brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Shakira, icon, attacked by two wild boars. I mean, that is subjectively funny. When it flashes up on your phone as a headline from The Independent. Yeah. It's hard to ignore. (laughs) Obviously, we don't want our legends being frightened. This is, I'm sure I would be fucking terrified if mm. I got attacked by two wild boars. They're massive. Have you seen a wild boar? I've never seen one, no. I've seen like a CGI one in like a fantasy TV before. <laughs> Are you not unable to mention the Lion King? I know he's a warthog, isn't he? It's like, do you have a sponsorship what deal? I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like other, other animated films about animals are available. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can't think of a single one that features a boar. I think it was like a... Writing! There's <laughs> like a boar in like a Game of Thrones or something, isn't there? Probably. Yeah, they will eat them, don't they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, I want someone to track down those boars that scared our beloved Shakira yeah. and make a delicious ragu out of them. Well, they are an issue. I have seen a wild boar. Um, incoming, incredibly middle-class anecdote. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I used to go on holiday to France as a small child and the village we went to had a village boar who what? had a boar who, who was semi-tame and the mayor used to walk him every night at sunset around the village. He was, <laughs> he was called Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> He was called Zorro, and uh, <laughs> my friend's father explained to the um, to the to the mayor that he was in love with Zorro, uh, whose reaction was not the one you'd expect. He, his reaction was "C'est un sanglier, pas un sangliers." It's like be in love with him if you want, if, if it was a woman, but <laughs> it's a male boy, you weirdo. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Little boar fact, uh, but no. Um, <laughs> The boars are an issue in Barcelona. They are semi-wild and they are encroaching further into public spaces. Uh, Shakira today... Uh, as press, Shakira found out. As she found out. She had a press conference at it where she, about it where she prompted her son to tell the world's press how brave she'd been. <laughs> what did she say? Go on, tell them how brave it was. Literally, go on, tell, tell them how mummy was a hero. She's so iconic. <laughs> Um, but she seems to be Didn't fine. She did a Super Bowl tongue thing and scared the balls away. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That would cool. Um, yeah, so... J-Lo just came down from a tree. <laughs> swung round and round the, br- round and round the, the trunk. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. That was that was within this month, and that feels like... Doesn't time fly in the diva-verse? It really does. Um, do you know what also happened this month? Go on. The Diana musical. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> you hated it, didn't I you? I absolutely despised it. <laughs> Tell I'm really sorry, listeners. You didn't think it was bad enough? No. I felt like it knew it was bad, and that really that really, got stuck in my craw. See, I don't... I think it did and it didn't. I think it knew that, that it, it embraced... It thought it was embracing camp. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I think that's what kind of annoyed me about it, because I thought that it, it was... Um, it, it, it thought it was being funny... In parts. Yeah. And I didn't want it to think that. I wanted it to be deadly serious. I wanted it to basically be an ill-thought-out musical version of what the Kristen Stewart film looks like it is. Yeah, but I... Really... Which apparently is very good. Well, I'm sure it is, but a a musical of it wouldn't be. I think what... I I honestly think you didn't give it enough of a chance because you were in a bit of a grump. That's true. I wasn't a bad mood. You were in a really bad mood. And I think what passes what they thought was like there's a song called the fuck you dress right or, or they call it like the frig you dress or whatever because of netflix and yes i can imagine they sat around in the writer's room were like this a bit of camp this is funny they did not think that the self-harm number was that they did not think that the inspector gadget chorus was that do you not think that? no i don't think they thought it's a thriller in manila but with diana and camilla I, I honestly... You just thought they just thought that was a good lyric? I thought it was clever. Mm. I think, you know, the whole... The, the real thrust of the narrative was was it was what you wanted. But there were layers of, oh, God, a bit of fun. Because... Mm. But overwhelmingly, 
it was not aware of its own shitness. Um, and, you know, props to the performers on Broadway who are doing it. I think it's open now and apparently it's changed a lot, but it, how much okay. can it change? Um, and, you know... The vibe that I kind of got from it was that sort of thing where you get a musical and uh, they put someone takes it very seriously and puts it out there yeah. and everyone laughs at it. And so they just go, oh, we, we were joking. We were joking all along. Yeah. Like, it's meant to be funny. Like, it's allegedly what happened with Mamma Mia. That's exa- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we didn't, we didn't take it seriously in the first place. It, that, it had a feeling of that to me. Mamma Mia, again, another one. Sorry, listeners, I just, I just can't bear. Yeah. And I love ABBA, but I just can't bear Mamma Mia. Um, how do you feel about Carrie the Musical? I love it. <laughs> because it's unaware. It's completely unaware. Of yeah. It. Yeah. I don't think there's, a, from from what I've listened to in Carrie the Musical, there's not a single moment in it where they're like, ah, bit of fun though, bit of fun. Even the, even the songs that are fun. Yeah. Are like, they really think they're great fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Like even Don't don't Waste the Moon. Yeah. Is like, this is a great party song. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, a great sexy, like boys and girls driving their cars, getting hand jobs. Yeah. I think the nearest they get to it in the original production is I'm Not Alone, which is the number that Lindsay sings with the dancing tap shoes, etc. No, but we know that was meant to be a really touching moment. Yeah. They must have thought the dancing shoes was a bit of fun. No, but I don't think it's meant to be a bit of fun. I think it was meant to be like sweet, like Matilda. Yeah, that's true. If you haven't listened to Out for Blood... Um, please do. Please do. Uh, we'll go into this, these details in much more depth. Uh, yes. So that was, that was, Diana the Musical happened. There's, there's so much, Diana is fucking everywhere. What is going on? Is it an anniversary of some kind? When did she die? 1997. No, it's not then. No, I didn't think so. Is it just because of The Crown? Maybe. But then these things must have been in production before The Crown. I did see someone who went as, um, well, a duo. One of them went as Diana in the fuck you dress and the other one went as the Diana Beanie Baby for Halloween. <laughs> Which is iconic. I really thought you were going to say something a lot darker than oh, that. Oh, no. I'm just like, yeah. But the, which one is the Diana Beanie Baby? Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> I also saw someone on Twitter who went as the video box cover of Showgirls, which, is, which was amazing. Showgirls is the one with the black, is it a black cover with the, with the leg coming yeah, through yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic. That is incredible. Um, while we're on the subject of Halloween outfits are jeered from Little Mix as Marge Simpson. Incredible with Homer's he- decapitated head. Incredible. And purse. Ariana Grande as well as a sort of fish woman. I didn't see Ariana's. Yeah. She she did a pig woman a couple of years ago. <laughs> did she? But she did like the sort of like um, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon thing, which was great. Well done, Divas. Embracing your holidays. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the pig woman. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Google that, listeners. Ariana Grande Halloween, and you can see both. Gosh. Oh, what a way to spend your millions. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it. I'll do an Instagram best of Halloween roundup. That'd be nice. There we go. Um, so, uh, by the way, Mariah had declared it officially end of Halloween and beginning of Christmas the other day. On the 1st of November, Mariah made Is it. that what that video was about? Yeah. That said, it's not time. Yeah, she's... Mariah has declared it Christmas season. Uh, I really like how she's coming into her own on Christmas. Yeah. Like, I say coming into her own, like the most, one of the most iconic Christmas songs of all time. Yeah. But she's like, in the last couple of years, she's embraced her like, 
the way she occupies the Christmas space. Yeah. So wholeheartedly. Yeah. That like she's in only the way that Mariah can. In only the way that Mariah can. Yeah. But she's instead of going like everyone loves listening to my Christmas song at Christmas. I'm kind of the queen of Christmas. She's like no. I am the Lord of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I am Christmas. Yes, I'm the spirit of Christmas. I'm the spirit of Christmas, and I did, and it's getting it's getting more and more didactic. I know it is. From the first of November, now you can now start. you can celebrate Christmas. I have said so. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Out from on high. She did a special, didn't she, last year? Yeah, that's what we, I mean. We covered it. Yeah, but then that was quite sort of it was quite into its own mythos. Yeah, that. But and I think she did play the Savior of Christmas. I'm pretty sure. Something like that. So it's that. fun, and I th- I'm pretty sure the video that she released to declare that it was officially now it was Christmas and not Halloween um, was using the same set. Brilliant. Which I'm going to assume is in her house. Probably. Probably. I mean, she probably rattles back and forth between her house and Radio City. Yeah. If you've not read um, Mariah's autobiography, get on that. So many details about her home decor. We don't get commission from. Amazon sales of, no. <laughs> of Mariah's autobiography, even though we mentioned it probably once an episode. <laughs> you should buy it from Store 104. You should buy it from Store if 104. You're gonna, if you're going to buy it. You put it here. We put it in the link. Uh, excellent. So um, I had to explain the other day what? to a group of, uh, I'd say, 8 to 12-year-olds yeah. uh, about Mariah Carey. What? I was doing a podcast <laughs> workshop. Okay. <laughs> um, big shout out to Callum Hughes, uh, who has kindly invited me to do a couple of workshops for some kids in South London. Um, Inspiring on, a generation. Yeah, absolutely. And his podcast, The Podcast Macabre. Love it. Um, which was previously um, a... Um, oh, Jonathan Creek recap. Yes, exactly. Um, but they also do other stuff. Um, but anyway, big shout out. So yeah, and um, I was sort of explaining what we do. And I explained about Out for Blood. That was fairly simple, although they couldn't quite wrap their heads around why we wanted to make a documentary about a really bad musical. Wow. Um, and then I explained about ours. And then I sort of was trying to explain to them about um, Big Diva Energy and how that works. Oh, <laughs> and wow. they were like, what is a diva? And I was like... Oh, I, I, my God. Well, that's what we're trying to explore, kids. <laughs> 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 and yeah, got got stuck in a, a conversational loop about Mariah Carey and baskets of puppies. Was this on the government's time or was this an after this school? This charity. Okay. <laughs> Great. Fine. Why not? Why not? Bit of fun. Teach them some lessons. Well-rounded individuals. Um, <laughs> well, I wish I'd gone to that workshop now. Uh, great. Okay, so back to the month and diva. It's been a big old month for Adele. Hasn't it just? I fucking love her. Oh, she's the best. She's so great. Can I just like, I've got a little bit of a a bugbear about Adele. Not about Adele, about (laughs) people's reception. (laughs) Um, As some of you may know, I have been known for doing impressions in the past. And Adele is someone I will never attempt because she's really hard. We do it around the house. I do it around the house. Skyfall. But you can't like that's not an impression. That's not an impression. That's it. just the way she says it. Um, you, I'm yet to see anyone who can do a good Adele, and I include like I'm not naming any names, but all of the brilliant impressionists out there, no one can do Adele. And some of the less brilliant less ones. ones. Um, because I'll tell you for why. Here we go. They don't know what part of London she's from. Wow. They make out that she's like a fucking pearly queen. <laughs> she's from. 
Tottenham. <laughs> she does not have a Cockney accent. She's from Tottenham in North, North London. London. And it's just like, they'll, they'll start by being like, oh, I'm Adele. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she's, really she's got like to. And then they'll go, oh, it's me, Adele. Oh, I'm from London. <laughs> like, she's, <laughs> what? And it always. Re- <laughs> it's love it. It's love it. And it always relies on this really lazy gag. It's like. Adele, voice of an angel, but oh, she's got a voice like a fishwife, which I find classist. Yeah, no, I agree with you on um, that one, actually. So. <laughs> That's true. Like, either you can sing like Adele, or you can't, but it doesn't qualify as an accent, to, as, as an impression, to just do some nice singing, yeah. and then be like, isn't it funny when someone you thought was yeah. had a really nice voice actually talks like these? Yeah. You're like, mm, Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. But what's your issue with the Tottenham East London thing? Because that's a more specific. Take. It's more specific. It's, it's it's when they do that joke, which I already have an objection to, and then they make her sound like Babs Windsor. Yeah. I'm like, no, because if you watch the Insta live, here we go. <laughs> you will clearly hear how Tottenham she is, because she sat there talking about her dogs doing a poo. Was <laughs> they ask her about Beyonce? <laughs> I'm excited about Beyonce's new album. Are you mad? <laughs> Completely non-flat, like obviously. I love how big a fan she is of, a, of a Beyonce. Yeah, it's incredible. Do you remember when she got her a, a Grammy and she was like, "I can't believe I've got this and, a, and Beyonce hasn't." <laughs> And then, I was she, like, Come on, love. and then she just started talk, talking to Beyonce like, I love you so much. I'm such, <laughs> the right. album's so good. I'm such a big fan of yours. <laughs> Beyonce sat in the front row. Yeah. Basically like, it was like Adele forgot everyone else was there and she was on stage. Just talking just to Beyonce. To I hope they're friends. She lives in LA now, doesn't she? This isn't a sass on Beyonce. I'm just saying, does she have friends? Ooh. Can you have friends when you're Beyonce? She's got, she's so busy. She is busy. She keeps up with Kelly though, because, <laughs> no, she does. Not Michelle though. Not Michelle. Poor she, Michelle. She keeps up with Kelly because um, Miss Tina is always pushing how how close they all, those particularly Beyonce and Kelly are. Mm. Because uh, I, think, I think Tina and, and uh, Kelly are quite close. Kelly went as Diana. Uh, no, Kelly. Went, the Beanie Baby Diana. <laughs> Kelly went as Donna Summer for Halloween. Did she? Yeah, she looks a lot like Donna Summer. Kelly did. Kelly did, yeah. Uh, Beyonce and Jay are selling their house in New Orleans. Oh, Yeah. Anyway, back to Adele. I'm not buying a grave next to Nicolas Cage anymore. <laughs> no. Oh, that's some hot the mania. Pyramid. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, Nicolas Cage. Nicholas. Nicholas Cage became so obsessed with New Orleans that he, in the plot where Marie Laveau is buried, he he bought a pyramid crypt for him to be buried in when he dies. Which has been struck by lightning? Three times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. It coincided with the, like, the, the mania of some of his choices as well, didn't it? Something like that. Some of his, his acting, like, his career and the, and the grave... Oh, or was it? Oh, that was it. It was something to do with. Was it not to like? He thought he had encountered some bad juju. Like Nick, you're just mental. You just. He, I think it. he thought he'd encountered some. He thought he'd come across some bad luck. Like, that was it. All of his films in a row, like tanked for ages. Yeah. And he thought it was because he'd bought the house, which I think the who's the lady that Kathy Bates plays in American. Oh Horror yeah, Story. yeah, 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 he yeah. He bought yeah. that house, which was obviously like a house of horrors. And they all went like, you're cursed now. You can't yeah. have that house. And then he built and the then, tomb. So he went to see a voodoo priestess and she said, you need to build a, you need to build a pyramid in the graves um, in order to, it went like near Marie Laveau or something, to, to relieve the curse. Yeah. And so he was like, okay. 
And then he put, um, he built this pyramid in a graveyard and then it got struck by lightning. There you go. <laughs> Although he's done very well since. Well, maybe so that, it's Well, he's worked. back on track. It took a while. When did he do The Wicker Man? Oh, God, it was around then, yeah. Yeah. Where he um, drop kicks a woman dressed as a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, so Adele's new album, 30, is coming out. And the Where did she get that title from? I don't know. She's good at it, isn't she? Do you know what I absolutely think is one of her prime diva moves? Is that the albums are named after ages that she isn't anymore. Oh, what? Girl, she's more than 30. <laughs> she's north of 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she was like 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, 21, was it? 24? Yeah, yeah, not anymore. I live. <laughs> <laughs> so iconic. She's so great. And she announced it by projecting 30 onto sort of landmarks across the world. Couldn't help notice that the Crouch End Clock Tower did not get one. <laughs> um, but, you know. Pally Pally? Nope. <sighs> Left out. Do you think it's a North London rivalry? Maybe. Being from Tottenham, she's like, I'm not, not giving a Muswell Hill to us. I don't know if she even did, a, did any London ones. They were like in Berlin and places. Hmm. Right she lives in, in LA now, doesn't she? She does. As you can tell from her Vogue questions thing. She did a Vogue questions D oh, as well. Oh, I didn't watch that. Was it good? Yeah, of course it was. It's Adele. <laughs> um, the, well, Vogue... The, the Vogue cover struck Ugh. quite a chord, didn't it? Oh my God. Good Lord. Good Lord above. That woman... Looks amazing, and as she explains, she she really digs into it. Actually, talking about like feeling um, regret for having maybe been perceived to let people or people feeling let down by her because obviously she she has lost a lot of weight. Um, she's just been through a traumatic divorce. Like people do lose weight when mm. you get divorced, and she felt healthy. She felt stronger from working out. She doesn't look ill either. She looks like she looks very healthy. I think. Yeah. She's beautiful before. She looks beautiful now. And they took some beautiful pictures of her. Yeah, it's, it's not her that's making the implication that because she's lost weight, she's more beautiful. No. She's not saying that. No. If other people choose to say that, or other people insinuate that, then that's them, not her. Yeah. You can't blame her for that. That's no. not fair. Um, yeah. So, and the, and the song is brilliant. I really like it. Yeah, it's great. I did a big old cry when I first heard it. Did you? Oh, yeah. It's because Adele was back with new music. Yeah, my hormones were all over the shop. <laughs> Um, she broke the internet as well. People trying to get hold of her tickets for her gig. Oh, really? Um, Steps have just announced a tour, so I imagine we're going to see a similar similar scenes. Didn't they all just do one that we missed? The tickets are. I think it's, they've extended it or something. I talk, I literally just got an email about Steps. Oh great! Uh, yeah, baby, see Steps. Doll, you've got a new baby coming. You ain't going to see Steps. Oh. <laughs> I have to break this to him, listener, several times a day about several unconnected things. <laughs> Everything I won't be able to do. I've got a baby. Got a baby coming. Um, We'll be going to see Gaga, though. Yeah, I know. You've made that very clear. (laughs) Three years in the making now. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a gig. (laughs) Better be. Yeah. Abba Voyage. Yeah. Does anyone want to come and hold our son while we go and see Abba Voyage? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we'll get tickets now. Oh, no. This... I read they did an interview in the um, Guardian on the weekend. They're... It's going to, they've built a special stadium for it. It's going to be a residency for years. Well, then we'll be fine. Oh, yeah, we can see Abba Voyage we'll whenever we want. When we're... We'll just, actually, we could just take him, couldn't we, when he's about four? Um, I'll give you this, D. Three. I have, I, begin, I think it's hilarious. I think Abba 
are slightly taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're not, they're never going to be there. <laughs> I don't understand also why they've done it. I really, I'm sorry, I've got deets. I don't understand why they've done it. So they've got in a studio in the costumes and done the, their songs again. Yeah. But then they've made themselves look young. Why not just show the ABBA film from when you were young? I don't well, understand. You, no one would buy tickets to a concert where they did that. I know, but like also... Well, we got to when um, Cher showed some videos of herself <laughs> when we were trying to watch a Cher gig. And we are like, more Cher, please, less videos. Well, she was having a costume change. I know. Benny and Beyond... Worked out and- the end, but you got an irate enough about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Imagine yeah. what you're going to be like when Steps just show some videos from the 70s. ABBA. Steps, ABBA. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I am a little bit like... Steps in some way are the ABBA of the 90s. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> if ABBA weren't already the ABBA of the 90s. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a bit like, I think you've taken the piss there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, they're making a lot of money Which is divatastic, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, of course, and they've made a new album, so it's not like they're, you know, they're not resting on the laurels. they made two new songs, Tom. They've got a whole <laughs> album coming out. Have they? I think so. Oh, there is an album, you're right. Yes, you're right. And, yeah. and yeah. It's called Voyage, isn't it? Something like that. So I guess they've got they they are performing the new songs, made to look young. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just a bit like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Just <laughs> do a fucking heritage gig like everyone else. No, why? You're there, ever. They can do what they want. I don't want. Basically, they've they, never done anything like I, everyone else. Why would they start now? I don't want to come. <laughs> I don't want to be there. I live on an island. Yeah, you're not all recluses. <laughs> I am. Two of you own one of the biggest musicals in the world, and you show up for the opening of a Chris packet, which related to that. <laughs> but you won't turn up and do. You won't turn up and do a gig. Their their defence of it is like we didn't really gig at the time. I'm like, okay, then why? Why are you expecting hundreds of pounds for it now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Okay, so this month was tricky for Defenders of Jesse Nelson. Oh, I'd forgotten this was this month. Oh, shit, the bee. Oh, no, do we have to do this? We have to do this, yeah. This is really tricky because, obviously, Jesse's been through a lot and she's a very vulnerable person. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and no one wants a pylon, um, and nobody. But she's just done it so wrong. Stop getting this wrong. Stop getting, Jesse. How have you got this so wrong? Well, and listeners may accuse me of using this excuse in order to deflect away from uh, me being involved in a pylon of Jesse. But my personal theory is that she has a pretty bad team around her. Yeah. They're making some pretty catastrophic decisions on her behalf. And I'm not saying that she doesn't, I'm not saying that she doesn't have the autonomy to make decisions and that she shouldn't have to own those decisions when she does make them. But like you said, she, she's very vulnerable. Like she's not, you know, she's had a really bad time Mm. and like, she's obviously really struggling to kind of get her life into a position that she wants it to be in. And people make bad decisions when that happens. And frankly, she should have better people around her stopping her from doing that. Or if, even if they're just making decisions for her and she's just going with it, then they shouldn't be doing that either. She should fire them. So we're assuming a level of um, intimacy with this scandal, not scandal, with this news story. So we'll just summarise it for those of you who may be... Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so Jessie Nelson, formerly of Little Mix, uh, went released her first solo single, Boys, which is a, a um, collaboration with Nicki Minaj. Listen back to our Nicki episodes. 
Also yeah. based off a sample from a from a, a pup. Well, I don't know what he was at the time. I think he P. was Diddy, Puff Daddy. P Diddy, wasn't he? When he did Bad Boys for Life. So the, it's the samples, artist formerly known as Puff Daddy. Yes, and that song is um, a kind of braggadocious macho song. Is that fair enough to say? Well, the video is about. So the video is like Puff Daddy moves into the area, and all of the kind of like trappings of being a famous musician yeah and all comes the, with him yeah and Tall all the wasps lose their minds entourages and yeah, yeah all the old white people basically get really stressed out and then ben stiller comes around yeah. to his door knocks on his door and sort of complains at him but then sort of really sort of tries to be like but also like if you're having one of your cool parties can i definitely be invited please yeah and so it's quite funny it's funny and it has a point of view and <laughs> it was released last century yeah uh Jesse's take on it is to basically shop, do a shot by shot rehashing of the video. Like the Vince Vaughn psycho. <laughs> yeah. Literally shot for shot almost. Apart from the person who knocks on the door is Puff Daddy. P. Diddy. Diddy? Diddy. Mm, just Diddy yeah. now. Um, and the sample is used heavily throughout. So Jesse, the angle is Jesse's moved into the, into the area. She loves bad boys. Her portrayal of what a bad boy is it seems to include a lot of imagery relating to black men and thuggery. And it's uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if we're the right people to comment on black no. fishing at all. Uh, but there she has been accused of black fishing, of using black styling uh, without the lived experience. Yeah, in to- order to sell records, make fans... Yeah, so, I mean, she's obviously, she's trying to do something. She's trying, it's this UK baddie that she's trying to, persona she's trying to create. And she seems to associate being a bad girl with a, with a, with, with being um, of, a, of a different heritage. heritage. Uh, and I think she genuinely loves the R&B from the 90s. Yeah. I think that's the music she wants to create. And I think you can nod to 90s R&B without blackfishing. I think if you listen to some of Gaga's music from um, art pop, actually, Mm -hmm. um, there are tracks that are influenced by 90s R&B that don't piggyback in a way that feels derivative and uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that's the point that's worth mentioning about this, about Jesse's single is that it feels uncomfortable yes and if it feels uncomfortable it it probably is for a reason yes and like you said i don't think we're the ones to comment on why that is or what what happens over that and what we say and what we do about that because it's it's not our place but it does feel uncomfortable and i think it's fair enough to point that out yeah and then she and nikki went on instagram and that got worse because Nikki sort of well basically Who's not exactly a hero in the zeitgeist at the moment. No, after Testicles Gate. <laughs> Testicles Gate. Balls Gate. Yeah. Nikki Nikki's also called out blackfishing in the past. She really called out Miley Cyrus. Of course, yeah. What's good? Yes. And she chose to take the angle that Leanne from Little Mix was bullying. Jesse. Now, 
This is because a video got leaked, well, not video, a video went on TikTok of Leanne in a private conversation, actually, to somebody referring to Jesse as a horrible person. This is, it's totally unfair of that person to make that public, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Leanne, who is, lest we forget, recovering from the birth of her twins, mm-hmm. uh, and made a very, very good documentary about racism in the music industry. Yeah. Uh, I'd say not the person to come for. Not in this scenario, no. No. Um, and Nikki said, you know, brought up Jesse's suicide attempts and was implying that Leanne was leading a, a take, a, a, a pylon. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. Is it not true? And I, th- yeah. Oh, it's all very messy. It's got um, really messy, Jesse. It's quite messy. We still, we want the best for you. Uh, the mix have done an interview about it. Well, yeah. not, well, indirectly about it, sort of making, they've made statements relating to it. And I think they're behaving in a very um, decorous way. That's a word, isn't it? Decorous. They're, yeah, they're behaving with decorum and so, yeah. grace about and poise about the whole thing. And Jesse, we wish you all the best. I think you might need to look at your team. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair? That's fair, isn't it? I hope so. That doesn't take her, again, doesn't take her autonomy away from her, does it? No. I think, because people do, you know, the pop stars do. Like, it's really hard to be a pop star. There's so many different facets to it and moving parts. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things that you've got to keep keep an eye on and keep control of. That's why they have entourages. Yeah. Because, and it's a joke, because we, we sort of, you know, we say all oh, their entourage piles on everywhere. Like, you yeah. know, Mariah piling in with, like, her stylist and her you know, whatever. Yeah. And a dog handler. But actually entourages are really important because you have a manager, you have an agent, you have a publicist, you have all these people that follow you around and they're, it's part of the modern era of music in which you have to control your image in yeah. order to kind of, especially, sadly to say, in an age of what a lot of people call count, cancel culture. Yeah. Because you've got to be careful what's getting put out there. Yeah. And I think that, that you know, Jessie is she's grown up in a in an institution of, yeah. of of controlled pop products that's not to dent you know to take anything away from her undeniable talent she's, oh, yeah, she's yeah. got a great voice and she's very charismatic and i think that i think that jesse's experience in the in pop music has been dreadful and one that has also been defined by people can trying to control the narrative so she you know she she might i don't know I don't really. There are very. There's very. That's what makes self-esteem such a rare pop star, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, self-esteem. For those of you who don't know, we probably. I'm sure you will. Our listenership will be uh, all over. She's re- released her second solo album, Prioritize Pleasure, and it's funny and outspoken and banging, banging. And she's very much in control of her own image and she's made a conscious decision to become a sort of modern pop star hasn't she yeah but also it's worth saying that she came from the band slow club who yeah. were sort of like slightly twee sort of that's not fair they're they're really good but you know that not all of their music is for me mm-hmm. but they're quite they're a band they were a sort of a band band like yeah who went and did gigs and like traveled around in cars and stuff and like they were she wasn't in little mix no is what i'm saying exactly it's okay She's she's got a she's had a certain degree of this is not to take anything away from her she's doing an amazing job but like she's had a certain degree of um, experience in the music yeah. industry and fame and what it's like but 
but also in a different facet of it. So she's been able to observe from the outside pop stardom yeah. and then go, this is how I'm going to tackle doing that. Yeah. And has had a degree of time to assess the situation, see how she might go about doing that. Yeah. Jessie's never had that time. No. She's been a pop star for as long as we can remember. Yeah. And so, you know, she was a, she was a, she was a barmaid and then she was a pop star. Yeah. And now she's a solo pop star. And that's a really tough thing to do and unfortunately she's not getting it right which no. is and you know as much as much as we love Jessie we want the best for her I think all, the best thing to say is that is that when we watched that video when it came out we we're like oh Jessie Nelson's new singles dropped and we, we watched mm-hmm. it we gathered around the YouTube and it just went oh no, oh, no and I, I just couldn't help but think oh no you've given them another they're reason to come, bully yeah, you they're gonna, yeah. and I just didn't I don't know whose fault that is, whether it's hers or someone else's or a combination of the two, but she's given them another reason, them being the trolls, whoever, the people that have made her life miserable in the yeah. past. She's given them another reason to, to get on her back and yeah. I, it just made me really sad. Take care of her world. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of people being like, she's she's been... A lot of people referring to it on Twitter as like J asterisk S asterisk. Like she, she's she's just a very. We got to have a bit of compassion, and I know she's done the wrong thing, and I'm you know by no means saying that it's um, blackfishing is okay, and I'm, and I'm obviously have no one comprehension of how offensive and upsetting that can be, um, but I do think we owe her. A, a pass not a pass no <laughs> a pass isn't what I mean do you I know what I mean I think we owe everyone compassion, a discussion a discussion a compassion we owe discussion. everyone the the um, the right to be ex- have explained to them what they've done wrong and, yeah. and give them an opportunity to apologise and defend themselves yeah not necessarily even defend themselves because if you just explain what she's done she would go hopefully she would go I'm really really sorry I didn't realise I'd done that and she that's what she did in the statement also equally if we've if we've balls this our conversation around this do let us know because we would like you know we, yeah we, yeah exactly we, we want to make sure we're, we're doing this right um and it's the same thing it's like the last thing yeah. that we'd want is for everyone to just suddenly be like oh fuck those guys fuck those guys yeah. they got it wrong when they talked about this this particular incident yeah and so we've you know we'll never listen to that podcast again and we'll call them out on twitter and stuff it's like we'll just write in and just say like this is where we got wrong and we'll, we'll have a chat about it yeah um, right. That was such a shameless way to get people to write into the podcast. Please, I'd just like to hear from Big you. BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com. <laughs> at Diva Energy on Twitter. Lovely. Billy Porter. Billy Porter on Harry Styles. <clears throat> Billy Porter, who also, and this is how long this month has been, also released Cinderella. Yeah. I haven't even... Really, hadn't even covered that. I haven't covered it because I couldn't get through it. No. Oh, it was shit. Full of Deves, though. Full of Deves, Adina. It's covering Madge as well. Oh, it's, it's dreadful. Anyway. Anyway. Harry Styles. Don't watch it. Um, yeah. Harry Styles uh, got a... <laughs> again, a, a justified calling out from Billy Porter. I'd say a talking to. Yeah. <laughs> An indirect talking to. Very direct, like a lot of you know. Oh, no, indirect as in like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't to his face. his face, but like basically said, "I'm out here doing this, and he's doing that, 
it's the same thing. He's getting more praise for it. Um, despite because because he's he's white and I'm black. The exact quote was: "I had to fight my entire life to get to the place where I could wear a dress to the Oscars. All he has to do is be white and straight." Fair play. Fair play, Billy. Absolutely fair play. And also, we have on regular occasions praised Harry Styles for wearing a dress on stage yeah. or in, on, on his Vogue, Vogue cover, yeah. things like that. I mean. I don't apologise for, for him for saying that was a good thing that he did. It yeah. was. But absolutely, Billy is right. Yeah. 100% correct. It's fine for Harry to do it. The backlash is going to be relatively... I mean, as in the backlash from horrible people that say, like, boys shouldn't wear dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going yeah. to be minimal in comparison to what Billy must have gone through his entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the ground that he's broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, like, Lil Nas X's... Um, Met Gala mm-hmm. ensembles didn't get as much co- coverage as, as a couple of white boys in dresses. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you kind of, yeah, he's, he's got an extremely valid point. Um, Diana Ross has got a new album coming out. Get off. Yeah. I didn't know that. New Ross. I saw it advertised on the tube yesterday. I was like, fucking hell. What? Miss Ross, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I don't think she'll tour it. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I can't go anyway. You can't go, doll. Sorry. So you've had to learn. You've learned. <laughs> Very good. Streisand released a new album. Yeah. Of um, bit like rarities and from the vaults. From the mat- from the mall, potentially. <laughs> Those of you that don't know, uh, Barbara Streisand has a mall in her basement. Um, Wouldn't you, though? She makes a passing reference to it in My Passion for Design, which is her fantastic... Um, coffee table book with pictures of her houses and which we of course which own. of course we own uh, to be daft shares exercise book why yes. wouldn't we have we've got positive moves by Angela Lansbury I collect these things <laughs> these trinkets for God's sake she surrounds herself with this is the vital tomes of dividum. Um yeah so uh, you, I saw that actually you can get a copy of My Passion for Design on Amazon at the moment. So, oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it used to be quite hard to get it's hold quite of. quite very hard. Mine is an ex-library copy that Chris Adams stole from me, I think. From the library? <laughs> no, I think he bought it on eBay, but it, was, it had been in a library. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Final part of the, of the month in Diva. Go on. Gaga. Oh, la, la. <laughs> Being the first person to do Italian and British Vogue covers at the same time. Ha, ha, ha. Discussing what is going to be the... The absolute fucking out-and-out campery of the Gucci film. Do you know that that film has been in Ridley Scott's sort of production cycle for 20 years? No. So I can only assume that Gaga wasn't involved until quite recently. Because yeah. 20 years ago, she wasn't even on the scene, was she? No. I think, yeah, we've had about I mean, she certainly wouldn't have been years. considered for a part no. in a major film. Oh. Um yeah, it's been apparently it's twenty years in the making now. Oh my god, incredible! I mean, um, also the 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 Luke's the Luke's. in the film, not just the Vogue, the ones in the film, the trailer, the wigs, father, son, and house of Gucci. I, I mean, it's so camp. She has come up with some real wild gargarisms as well in this mm-hmm. interview. Apparently, she she went method for the role. And she, she lived for a year doing that accent. Um, yeah, she, she refused to be told anything about the character, even by the living woman, who, who it is. What? <laughs> it's just like, I know her better than anyone else, even you. 
Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> she's so bananas. I love her. The images are exquisite. Exquisite. <laughs> she looks there's one in amazing. which she's wearing everything, and then there's one in which she's wearing nothing. Oh. And they're both equally incredible. She's just a And then there's everything goddess. in between. Yeah. She also says that I think if she hadn't been a pop star, she was going to be in the SAS or something, and some other, you know, crazy things come out of her mouth. <laughs> That's the great thing about Gaga as well. She's not just a fashion queen. No. You know if you do an interview for Vogue, you're going to get an incredible set of covers and an interview. <laughs> you're going to get some quality madness. Oh, I love it. I love it. The pink, the big pink is my is my absolute fave. The big pink outfit? Yeah, oh. I just love it. I could look at it all day. Oh, she's I so... did yesterday. <laughs> And that concludes the month in Diva. Darlings, my divas, we have a little announcement. We have been doing the podcast now for a year, nearly two years, and we love it. We love doing it. We are going to have to go on a hiatus. And the reason we're going to have to do that is because we are currently not honouring our commitments to our Patreon um, donors. And we are deeply sorry for that and we are going to send you the diva film clubs which we owe you and i'm just gonna be incredibly honest about what what's happening here as you know we are having a baby and that is expensive and we are working as hard as we can every hour that god sends yeah and basically we're not being fair and we have to call time before we just take the piss so we're going to go on a hiatus now that we are we love doing this podcast and we're not going to stop it we we are pausing it and that will be we'll be back at some point next year so dearest patreon listeners we'll obviously email you about this but i think um please obviously pause your your very very generous contributions and we apologize and dear other listeners we're so grateful to you for your support and thank you so much for sticking with us and please do continue to recommend back back issues back words um to people and we really appreciate it but um unfortunately for the time being we we cannot we can't keep going which is really sad um but we love you and it's worth saying that Please don't unsubscribe. Please because don't. Because we will be back. That's not... That yeah, is a yeah, promise. yeah. Of course. That's, we will be back. This isn't one of those um, things where a band say they're on an indefinite hiatus and then they just never get back together and then next thing you know they've got solo albums coming out. Yeah. Um, it's... That's Tom's the Jerry. There will be no solo podcasts from no. us. No. <laughs> just don't have time. No. Um, but also, please don't unsubscribe um, because we there will be some special treats heading into your inbox. Obviously, we will respond to... Major mo- events... In the diva verse, yeah, um, and also you know we might. We'll, we'll, I think we'll probably be doing a year in diva. Yeah, we'll probably be doing a Christmas special. Don't worry, there will still be the odd couple of episodes coming your way. So please do stay subscribed so that you receive those. It just means that you won't be receiving your regular dose of something extra your regular dollop of something extra and our major apps in which we have a lovely guest talking about a fantastic diva's life. Those ones won't, those regular ones won't be coming through anymore, but we will be doing irregular bonus apps that will be, re- uh, that'll be coming out. And as Holly said, for our beautiful Patreons, we love you. We adore you. We appreciate everything you've done for us. Um, and the back issues, <laughs> as Holly put it, will be coming through to you when we've recorded those diva film clubs. Um, 
but yeah, like she said, put it on pause because we won't be able to do any more regular film clubs after that. Um, so yeah. So we will be recording the um, second part of Liz from Birth to Burton, and then we will be... And that'll be out in two weeks. That'll be out in taking two weeks. We'll be on hiatus from then. Um, uh, in the meantime, however, we are doing some live gigs. Yeah. <laughs> live gigs. Uh, I will be appearing on, um, well, Tom will also be appearing actually in a different capacity. Graham de la Cruz, episode, th- early episode, can't remember what number it is, with Jane McDonald. Remember uh, Graham de la Cruz, hilarious, amazing episode, is doing a live variety show at the Pleasance Islington. I'm very honoured to be one of the guests. That is on the 13th of November. Please come along and you can see Tom uh, playing Graham's cousin, Niall. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't make it along live because you potentially don't live in this country, um, then please do go back to episode 12, Jane McDonald with Graham de la Cruz, in which you can enjoy the vocal stylings of our wonderful friend, Graham. Yeah. Uh, And then another project that, you will be delighted to hear we're doing is the real housewives of broadway now (laughs) myself nick lamont from episode one covering jerry hallowell uh adam reese davis who plays graham de la cruz uh suze kempner yeah that's right the suze kempner uh micah holmes who's an amazing drag performer and chantel rochester will be uh, directed by the wonderful Lisa Miller, who is my collaborator for all of my shows, and with um, artistic direct... How would you describe your role on Real Housewives? My role? Yeah, producer? Um, Artistic producer? The Watcher. The Watcher. Tom Moores. We have... I I watch them film it, and then I watch the videos when they come out. (laughs) We have produced a trailer for a web series that we want to to create called The Real Housewives of Broadway. Executive producer. Executive producer, there we go. It is camp as tits, guys. Uh, It is really... We hope it's really good fun. And we are going to be dropping the trailer at a live gig on the 21st of November... Uh, the stag in Vauxhall above the stag in Vauxhall uh, please come along to see some incredible performers such as Suze and Micah and, and, and Nick and, and Adam and myself uh, we will be, and then at the end of the gig we will play the trailer for the first time and then we'll be launching a kickstarter so we can hopefully uh, film a pilot and get it out there um, yeah so do check that out please follow Real Housewives of Broadway on Instagram and Twitter as well Right, that was a meaty old ep. Uh, we love you very much and um, thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, take care. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. We love you all. We really, really do. We're, look, we're not being like ABBA and just going to phone in a concert in a couple of years. We will be back. Don't worry. But for now, we love you. Bye! Bye.